hello everyone welcome 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 to a new episode of the class prefix um if you're joining us from our pre-show thank you for coming back um this is going to be a much more in-depth discussion than what we had yesterday and if you were not at the pre-show yesterday this is your you know your i guess uh notice that every day before the episode drops so our episodes usually drop on Wednesday and Friday. That's what we're trying to do from now on. So on Tuesdays and or, or, mm. or Thursdays, please, we're speaking mm. positive. <laughs> we're speaking positive. Tomorrow is Friday, okay? So either on Tuesday or Thursday, um, we will have a pre-show. And during the pre-show, you can ask questions you want us to talk about. You can contribute. You can get a feel for the topic. And you can just like get to see us and hang out. On Instagram Live, so you can follow Class Prefix on Instagram to find out when that will happen, or you can follow Mikey, not Mickey, Mikey or Shai, or underscore with an I, which I might change back to my real name because it's giving me stress. So welcome everyone. Um, today's topic is a bit heavy. Um, all the trigger warnings and everything that you need, you know. Insert them here because we're talking about racism today um specifically this is triggered by the three most recent deaths of unarmed black americans i mean one guy was armed um but that was in response to someone breaking into his house but um yeah the murder basically of black people in america by police or trigger happy white people and also the current syndrome which is basically, if you don't know who Karen is, Karen is someone who feels so unsafe that she always calls the police on black people. It's a kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing, but it's very serious as well. So that's kind of um, what we're discussing today. So big, big milestones ahead. Um, Mikey, how, I mean, do I even need to ask how your week was? <laughs> First of all, you that you, I'm happy that it's you that said you told everybody the new days and new dates for the podcast. So in case you, know, <laughs> you don't see an episode, it's not my inbox. They are coming to. They are coming. Yeah, I love how you use your own hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to message our producers. Um, oh, pretty oh, okay. All right, fair. Um, <laughs> hey guys, um, I feel like I'm. I don't want to sound drained. Hopefully, we don't sound like we are nagging. Mm-hmm. I think we had an episode like this before, or we had something similar like this before, mm-hmm. like where we were, both of us were just like really spent on emotions and the rest. But mm-hmm. hopefully, we hopefully, we few, try and like get through this. We, we've had a few serious episodes. Serious episodes. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably before right. your time. Um, I don't know. Movix. <laughs> uh, I, I feel very, I don't know, like I'm just. We'll get to it in time. I just I don't I don't know how I'm feeling. That's I feel like that's emotion right now. I can't I can't mm-hmm. really find the definite answer for that. So I'm just mm-hmm. I'm feeling I'm 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 okay here. Mm-hmm. How are you? Well, I am stressed. Today was a. I mean, the past three days have been interesting because um, for me this is a bit more. You know, I I went to school in America. I lived in America for seven years. And during that time, I kind of, so I went to America blind, as most people who school in Nigeria do. Um, I was blind on racism. I was blind on 
the effects that it had on the world and on black people. And um, so my going to Philly basically was to throw myself into this kind of crash course um, racism class. So I took a bunch of African-American studies classes just because I wanted to like just immerse myself in what racism was. And I, I started from 101. I, I took a class about politics of hip hop. So there's, you know, there's the whole history of hip hop, how hip hop came to be. And that, that's like a whole class on its own. And I also now understood why people had issues with people who were not black coming into that space. So um, during this time, I kind of also um, met people from Black Lives Matter and Real Justice Philadelphia. And I joined them, you know, on one or two protests that they did. I went for meetings. I interacted with community members. And I got to see how this thing really affected human beings. I'm talking about, because then I was, what, 17, 18 um, I didn't have to worry about student loans or school fees or rent because my parents were so supporting me. And I kind of had that privilege to be able to just move in and out of racism, right? And these people lived in those spaces. So that was my introduction to it. And I kind of went head first. It was very intense. <laughs> I went head first into the thing. And um, I left with a very deep appreciation for the African-American experience. And since then, people like to call me activists because since then I've just been every small racism, like Tom and Jerry, I always sniff it out and I'm like, yo, you are being problematic. But um, I think from what has happened this week, we can see that um, these things lead to serious issues, like people being killed. So they have to be addressed. And sweeping it under the rug isn't going to do anything for anybody. So um, yeah, so today we're just going to talk about um, racism, the history of racism from slavery and colonization um, coming forward. But before we start, um, Mikey, um, I, I know you, I mean, you're an American, so <laughs> you were, when you're, you're in, a, um, in a unique situation, um, have you experienced like any sort of of you know racism or stuff like that in your life i have never ever got so good 26 years of my of me being on earth encountered police in america mm-hmm. um i have only passively like passively encountered racism when i mean passively, i mean by just by gestures or like verbal do you know what i mean like it hasn't been any there's never been any like direct hey you nigga you know <laughs> that type of situation but close friends of mine have been and i've been around to witness that if that makes sense so i had a friend of mine who when we were in school he had this whole situation with a girl a white a black guy and a white girl where she was throwing herself at him and he was declining and then because he declined her she went to i'm not sure i've told you sorry um, um she went to the police to like cry for oh my god you know wow. i'm being molested or assaulted and yeah and it was at a party and we we're all there and we all saw it when he declined her and he was hanging around us so all of a sudden the party was stopped because 
this girl called the police and then they were like, okay, you come here. And it was a whole thing that he had to carry to the cause and he had to bring his parents all the way from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It was just a whole situation. So like, I've, yeah, yeah. So I've seen, I have seen like, um, it's play out for other people. But, yeah. um, I'm I'm struggling to talk. I don't know why. So it's just no, um, it's, and my day, this thing is very very deep learned. to talk about. It's yeah, it's very very deep to talk about. And I want to make sure I don't make any type of like mistake. I want to make sure I make like because I'm sure a lot of people might listen to this for like some sort of information or insights to get. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm very I'm just before I, I talk I'm just I'm slowing down just so that I can say everything. I'm trying to say everything the best way I can. So more or less like I I have experienced it passively. Mm-hmm. But being a Nigerian also, you know, it's more or less like when you enter a place and a certain person gives you an eye to make you feel one kind, I feel like the Nigerian you just be like, really yeah, brush exactly. it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I put this tweet out about police. I was like, the police in Nigeria and the police in America, like, there's two different forms of security. Mm-hmm. Like they are too different, too different. Like sometimes we can insult the police here in Nigeria and be like, "Oh my God, if armed robbers are coming, they will probably run before us. As they will probably run away before we see them." But at the end of the day, like the amount of death caused mm-hmm. by police in Nigeria and America, they are too different. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some like at which point, which which do you not that which do you prefer? But I just feel like they are two different fields. So me, mm-hmm. us living here. And us also experiencing America, it's just like they are faced with like two different sides of the yeah, reality. So back to your original question, how is it for me? It's it's different. It's difficult to just like see what is going on because like at this point in time now, yeah, I'm the kind of person that or before I was the kind of person where and I'll be I won't I'm sure I would say it, I was I was the kind of person where I was like, if it's not me, my father, my mother, my cousin, like if it's not directly, if it's not in my immediate circle. Yeah. If it's not affecting me, I'm like, ah, okay, well, be careful, everybody. Like, I was, I was of that opinion before when I was younger. I was, I was like, that. if it's not affecting me directly, it's not affecting me. Do you get what I mean? But now, at time and time again, we, this has been something that you cannot ignore. Yeah. Like going back to going back to the Instagram live. Shout out to Latif. Shout out to Janola. Who shout came out to Amin, on live and like, everybody was in our life. Shout out to Amin, Olamide, everybody that came to like say i wish like you guys could have listened to them because i'm like i wish you could have been wish you could have even gotten them on this podcast because mm-hmm. they had you can't so listen much. to them is made, on my instagram and, and they made and they made yeah and they made maybe you should post it on the class professor instagram yes i will like this the live yeah so like i feel like they made so many valuable points like i'm just trying to even like recap from them mm-hmm. but just like it's we are living in it there's a, first of all first of all can we still acknowledge that we are still going, as in, there's still a pandemic killing people. Mm-hmm. Like, can we first of all just as in, acknowledge that there's a pandemic killing people, first of all? This is, not, this is not like an average, this is not like a regular day, although this happens in regular time. But I'm just like, first of all, we are in a century period already. Yeah, this and hasn't happened in centuries. Not, not up to a month ago where white people were protesting mm-hmm. about their rights. I, I, because at the podcast, I think it was it was it not um, the reader Kifu said, why well, they want to feel, they want to just feel oppressed so bad because they just said please don't come out. Who said shouting? We know our rights. We know this. Idea, we know that. Like... And they were 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 um literally protesting some with weapons. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, some with weapons. Some they were there were so many videos of them entering, barging into stores, coughing on people, mm-hmm. spitting on people, doing different stupid things and. The police would just be like, oh, you know, they would they would escort them in a peaceful and polite manner. 
The police people, the police people, there was no tear gas. There was no amount of, uh, to my knowledge, there was no tear gas. There was no, no, there wasn't. There was no, there was no murder. There was no, like, there was nothing. So it was a thing where, oh, let us, the, you suffer their orderly and the rest. But to a man entering into a, a, a store to start to pick up a check is, is what you are, you are like, to be honest yeah. and sincere with you, till now, like, I know we'll talk about it in the ending, but till now, I, I haven't still watched the video. Like, I know what the video is about. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? I've heard, I've, somebody described the video to me, but I can't just bring myself to watch the video because I feel like it's, it's too heavy for me. I, I feel like I was shut down because I've seen so many videos of situations like this. I can't, there's an, I can't watch somebody die on film. Like, as, yeah. And I know it's not a movie. It's real life. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot for me. It's a lot for me. And so you just shouldn't like, be yeah. able to watch that just willy-nilly because that, that's a bit like watching somebody actually die. Like from life to death. I, yeah. I saw a movie. Mm-hmm. And also, don't, before we even say, because I know like, I'm, I'm already like talking a lot, but I want to go back to you asking the questions and you just sharing your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, because I saw you tweet, and I, I saw you tweet saying, you know, whenever you see the police attacking, like if you, if, if you ever see the police attacking me, please don't just record. Please help me out. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll, we'll talk about like videos yeah. and stuff, but continue, continue. Yeah, so basically, um, some of the, the reason why I decided to bring this um, podcast in this direction is because, you know, because I was just going to talk about the killing and the protest and that was all. But um, I think because it's, John, it's deeper than that. Yeah, I mean, and I think this time specifically because John Boyega and Simi and a bunch of Nigerian people spoke out, I was exposed to the ignorance of Nigerians when it comes to racism. And and this is not like ignorance is not necessarily an insult. It just means you don't know. Yeah. And I think yeah. I, you know, I, we've all but, been ignorant before. Yeah, I was ignorant before. Still ignorant. And the solution is to read and write. That's how I found out everything I'm about to tell you. I opened a book or a link and I read an article and I wrote about it. I digested it and it made sense. A trusted article. A trusted article, exactly. Or a peer-reviewed book. And um, these are the dots are easy to connect because it was a system that was built to work a certain way. So it is like science is doing what it was supposed to do. So it's not too hard to connect the dots. So today, before we talk about the killing, because um, I'm seeing comments like black on black crime, all lives matter, is not my problem. They are killing each other. Simi said something about, um, we are killing each other in the streets. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with what is being discussed at hand. And if you don't have anything to say, just don't talk at all. So I, I, I want us to take a step back and I'm going to make this, you know, as brief as I can, because um, I can't give you one year of African-American studies in one hour. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a reading list at the end of this episode. It will also be in the comments um, of just five books to start with. And um, because I'm not a professor, you know, if you want to actually have any kind of educational experience my day you're gonna have to cough up some dollars because i'm not a teacher and if i have to make a lesson plan for you that's that's money work but um (laughs) but these um five books are a good place to start and i feel like if you read these five books 
you will be on a path to understanding what is going on in America. So I'll let you know those books at the end of the episode, um, and they will also be in the comments. So uh, I want us to, you know, have a thought experiment, right? Imagine if you are you're in your twenties, you're young, you have energy, you're in America, and um, for for some reason, you know, your father has been incarcerated, or your mother has been incarcerated. And even if they're out of prison, they can't get a job, they can't vote, they're in all these positions that disadvantage them, right? Every single one of those things we've just mentioned, from prison to not being able to vote when you come out, to not being able to get a job because you've been to prison, those are all parts of a system which I guess is commonly called the school to prison pipeline. What that means is basically the African-American kids basically are shuffled from school to prison, right? Now, let's go back even further. For about three centuries, Black people in America were enslaved. That's how long slavery lasted. And people always say, you know, other people were enslaved. Um, this, 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 and not just the black people, but the other forms of slavery. I, I, I don't think I've seen a form of slavery that was institutionalized and put into a system that could exist after the act, the way American slavery was, right? So everybody should know about, everyone should know about slavery, the main three century part of slavery. If you don't know, Quick summary, people were taken from the continent of Africa, right? It wasn't a fair trade. It wasn't a party. It wasn't a fun exchange. If you read things fall apart, it kind of lays out what happened in many African tribes, quote unquote, at the time, right? These white people came in before they even ever set foot in Africa. There's something called the scramble for Africa, where they basically, France, um, the United States and the two or three other colonies, Spain and, um, one of, and one other one, basically sat down and divided the map of Africa into the colonies that they wanted for themselves. And they came to Africa for the purpose of colonizing the continent. They didn't come here to make friends. They didn't come here to trade with us in a fair manner, right? So when they came in, um, you know, things fall apart again. It's a perfect example. They came in very like, oh, you know, we're just here to break bread with you. We're here to just meet new people, blah, 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 blah. Missionaries were a huge agent of colonization. These missionaries that we love and we hold up were a huge agent of colonization. And so over time, they would either, you know, try and break um the, the bonds in the tribes that kind of get somebody to backstab somebody or get someone to kidnap somebody or offer someone money right to sell their fellow human being into enslavement right so people always say things like africans sold themselves the african people yes what they did was not right but they did not go out and call americans to come in 
call the Spanish to come in, call the British to come in, to come and take their people. The Africans here were a bit, I guess you can say naive, and they were taken advantage of in that way. And so before you know it, there was this system where bodies were being moved, mostly women, sorry, mostly strong men, some women and some children, because they needed the strong men to work in the fields and everything abroad. And this is this is a very abridged history. You know, there, there are books that will go into detail with everything I'm saying. This is just the Cliff Notes version. And um, it even got to a point where there were kings in the African countries or tribes that were rebelling and saying, this is not right. And they had those people assassinated. And when they kill you, they would hang your head on a spike in the city for everyone else to see, right? And people do that, as we know, to dissuade others from following suit. So this was a very calculated effort, right? To take apart the continent of, of Africa. Because if you look on any resource map, Africa is the most resource-rich continent on the, on the face of the earth. Diamonds, mica, silica, things that you use in your laptops, this Mac and everything from Africa. The silica and all this stuff in your makeup from Africa. Diamonds from Africa. Crude oil, all these things come from this continent. And they had a vested interest in getting these things from us. Right? So just get that dynamic in your head, first of all, of the kind of people we were dealing with at the time. Right? They also brought in Christianity. I mentioned the missionaries. Um, Christianity was kind of a very weird thing because it, it almost removed responsibility from them from what they, for what they were doing and cast it onto a higher power, right? They used the Bible to back up slavery. They used the Bible, let that sink into your head. I, I'm not trying to come for Christians or Catholics or anybody, you know, your faith is your faith, but the fact, this is the fact, they use the Bible to back up what they were doing because they found a verse or a scripture as most people do to justify the enslavement of people. And um, yeah, so that system went on and on for years. If you've watched 12 Years a Slave, if you've um, watched um, Harriet or any of these, or Roots, Roots is a perfect film to watch to get a good example of what I'm saying. Right, the harsh treatment of people in plantations, the flogging, the rape, the forced abortions, everything that was done to these people for three generations, right? So imagine your father, your grandfather, and your great-grandfather have this trauma that has been passed through them for three generations, right? So I, I want us to stop thinking of racism as something that started yesterday or think of what the people are doing in the protest as something that started with Trevor Martin or Mike Brown. These are things that have gone as far back as Emmett Till. If you don't know who Emmett Till was, he's somebody who was murdered, a child, I think he was 12 or 13. He was murdered because a white woman claimed that he whistled at her. Just imagine the kind of, of oppression you live under when you know that a white woman can lie that you whistled at her and you can be murdered, right? His mother put his body on display in an open casket so everybody could see 
what they did to him. They, his eye was hanging out of the socket. That's how badly they beat a child because he quote unquote, we saw that a white woman, right? So sometimes I feel like when we talk and make comments on black Americans and Africa, we make it seem as if this thing was just a slap on the wrist or something that just ended and everything was just fine. After slavery ended, right? Which was a fight, the civil war was fought and they lost. Slavery was ended and then it went into something called Jim Crow. Now Jim Crow was a very interesting time in American history because in on paper, slave trade had ended, slavery was abolished, quote unquote. But I think um, at the time, many of the, the documents, like the constitution, the bill of rights, these things were being written by white men who still viewed black people as inferior. Okay, Kiki Palmer said something on her Instagram story. She said that um, when racism ended, right, there was no mental health component, quote unquote, to heal the mental effects that slavery had caused. All they did was, oh, it's done, oh, you're free, bye-bye, right? There was nothing done to address the trauma that you had inflicted on three generations of human beings, treating them like animals, raping them, killing them and their children, separating mother and child, right? There was nothing done to remedy that. And there was also nothing done on the part of the white people to make them understand that what they had been doing was wrong. So in, in essence, to me, it was kind of almost pointless because the core of this thing, the fact that you think that black people are inferior had not gone away. All, all the, the only thing that had changed was that you couldn't enslave them anymore legally, all right? Um, the first watching recommendation I have for you is 13th. Is a documentary by Eva DuVernay, and um, it links the end of enslavement and Jim Crow to modern policing that we have today, right? The um, origin of the police department were slave catchers, right? Let that also sink into your head. The police were established to catch runaway slaves. That was their first function in America. Think of an institution that was set up that way and what that means for people when they see them coming. Keep, I, I, mean, I, I mean, if you need to take notes to visualize this or you need to pause, you, you can do that because I really want people to understand the magnitude of what we're saying when we talk about slavery and Jim Crow and all the trauma that is passed down from generation to generation and is compounded in each generation, right? Think of all the frustration that is passed down from your great grandfather to your grandfather to your father to you. And you put all that frustration in somebody who is 22, 23, 24, who is furious at what you've been doing to them. How do you expect that energy to come out? Just have that, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say much now, but just have that in your mind. Right? Think of yourself in that position and how you would feel. So um, Jim Crow basically was where we started to see how racism was legalized and put into the system of America. If you've watched movies like Hidden Figures, 
um, the time of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, that was the Jim Crow era. When people had to drink from different water fountains, they had different entrances, people were still maids. If you've watched The Help, um, those are movies, even though I'm, I'm not a fan of The Help, but that just, that time period is what I'm trying to wrap your hand around. And there are three things I want to highlight specifically because there's always the argument that, oh, black people don't build anything. They don't do anything for themselves. Now, in 1921, in Greenwood, Oklahoma, right? There was um, this, this community referred to as Black Wall Street. Anyone that knows the history of black people knows that black people are very innovative. They invented a ton of modern innovations in America that they were never given credit for. So when they were free and given a chance to work, of course they flourished. Black Wall Street was an extremely successful and profitable city in America. In fact, there are four different Black Wall Streets. I'm going to talk about the one in Greenwood. So basically in 1921, there were the Tulsa race riots. And this is going to sound crazy when I say it, but what happened was, a group of white people who were annoyed, and I'm, I, 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 this, is a, this is what happened. You can Google this and verify this information. And if I'm wrong, you can say it in the comments. They went to Greenwood in Oklahoma and they basically went to massacre and kill all the black people that were in that community because they were jealous of what they were doing and they felt like they were lesser than. Now, I want you to take a guess of how many black people were killed. Just think, think of a number in your head of how many black people were killed. Okay, uh, has, has one come up now. The number of black people who were killed on this day was 300. 300 innocent men, women, and children, and children were killed in Greenwood, Oklahoma in 1921 for no other reason than the fact that they were black. If you've watched the recent Watchmen series, um, they mentioned the Tulsa race riots in the first episode, and that's the riot that's going on now, if you didn't know. So that's the first instance. The second thing I want to mention is the something called the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And it sounds just as bad as what you think it is. In 1932, 600, 600, 600 black people were deceived by the government. The government told them that they were receiving free healthcare. And instead, the government wanted to run an experiment to see how syphilis went untreated in the human body. Syphilis, yes, the STD that we know today that causes blindness and mental retardation, that's syphilis, right? So they had 600 black people in 1952, mostly males right and they just gave them syphilis told them it was free healthcare, and just left them they didn't tell them that they had syphilis now think of going back to your community and infecting other people with syphilis think of how people were just dying and not knowing what was going on eventually as with all things that come to light it was exposed that the government was experimenting on human beings right these are this, the, the point of the examples I'm bringing up now is to show you that the American government 
was actively terrorizing black people in America. It wasn't passive, it wasn't a joke, it was on the hand. They were actively trying to destroy the black community in America. So when people say that, oh, you've been free for 60 years, well, this, all these things I'm saying happened just before in the Jim Crow era. And for reference, Oprah Winfrey was a child towards the end of this time. So think of how recent that is, right? Think of African countries that have been independent for 50, 54, 52 years. Nigeria is what, 50 something years independent, right? And think of how recent that must have been. The final one I'll touch on is um, the move bombing. Now this, this shocked me because this happened in Philly where I lived. It happened in 1985. And basically there was this group called MOVE and they were an African-American um, action group similar to the Black Panthers who they also executed, right, for fear. So basically in Philadelphia, the government and the Philadelphia police dropped bombs. I'm not, I, I, actual dynamite TNT bombs on a whole neighborhood block in Philly. And I'm trying to look um, for the figures here, but it says um, 61 houses were destroyed. And as usual, men, women, and children were killed. So when someone tells you, you know, why are people looting? We don't, I don't return violence with violence. I want you to know if you're listening to this podcast that the United States of America actively and violently try to eradicate black people in that country consistently throughout the Jim Crow era. They went out of their way to put laws in position that would permanently keep black people at a second class status, right? So my Nigerian brothers and sisters, when you just throw away comments that oh, why, why don't they do better or pull themselves up by their bootstraps, it's because just imagine if you've been trying your whole life, right? You're building something, you're on the beach, you're building a sandcastle and every 10 minutes a wave comes, comes and washes it away. At some point, you're going to get tired of building that fucking sandcastle because a wave keeps coming to watch it. And you're going to abandon the castle and go. These are the things that have led to the communities we have today in America of black people who just feel like this country has screwed them over too much and they're tired. Because it has. That's the reality of the issue. And yes, during this time, MLK made some headway before they killed him. Malcolm X made some headway before they killed him. You know, so it's kind of like you're signing all these laws saying that, oh, black people can vote, but inside the law, you say, oh, you need to have a poll tax. In order to get a poll tax, you have to own property, but black people could not own property. So you have to now, like, you, they, they made it so systematic that on the surface, it's like, oh, just pay your poll tax and go now. But to get that thing, was impossible because there were systematic things that stopped you from getting it. Let's bring it forward to voter ID, something that many of you might have heard recently from Donald Trump and the Republicans, right? That um, people should need voter ID to vote because there's voter fraud. Not only have there been no claims of voter fraud, any substantial claims of fraud, 
many of these states, right, if you look at the states that are enforcing voter ID laws, many of these states are Republican states, states in the South, states with a high population of Black people, right? And um, I forget which state it was. I, I don't want to say a, a, a wrong state, but they were like only three voter ID offices in the state, right? These, these voter ID offices don't open on Saturday or Sunday. They open Monday to Friday from 9 to 5. What else happens from 9 to 5? You're working. If you're working from 9 to 5 and all you have is your lunch break to try and get a voter ID, do you see how that can be an impediment? If somebody was just to spring up, oh, you need voter ID. On the surface, it doesn't sound insidious. But when you think about, okay, how are they going to get the voter ID, number one? Number two, who is going to have a harder time getting these voter IDs? And three, would that dissuade them from voting at all? And that's their, and that's their ultimate goal, right? And in addition, in this same state, they closed down two of those centers, which means there was only one place you could get your voter ID. And CNN, Fox News, wherever, they will tell you, oh, voter ID is needed, blah, 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 but they will not explain to you. I mean, some people do, but generally, no one goes beyond the suffrage to understand that it is virtually impossible to get those voter IDs in a realistic manner. And, you know, the, the second, um, I guess now is a book, book recommendation that explains everything I've just said much better. It's called The New Jim Crow. The New Jim Crow. The, the first one was 13th. It's on Netflix. And I believe it's on YouTube as well. And then um, the second one is The New Jim Crow. That's a book which I have if you want to borrow if you're in Nigeria. Um, so those two, yeah. So um, Mikey has been silent. Let me make sure that he's, he's you know, following the my my lecture. No, I'm here. I'm you here. Know, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Uh, my dear, I do want to interrupt because mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, you I'm comments? receiving the lecture. Do you have any comments? No, so you, you know when you go for a debate and they ask you what, what you say, you say, you said it all. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all. I, 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 I purposely kept quiet because I did not want to because I feel like mm -hmm. normally our back and forth is good, but like this is a different type of episode. Mm -hmm. Do you get me? Like I can't, I, I, you are the one who has researched the past. And so I do, I didn't want to like, I purposely kept quiet. I have mm -hmm. been listening. I do not want to interrupt. Do you get me? Just to, you I, for you to has, finish. What is the most shocking thing that you've heard? In this the amount of food the amount of food that i did <laughs> the yeah. amount of numbers the amount of numbers it's crazy mm -hmm. it's there's literally a thread on twitter that i saw i've forgotten to put it up of like the number of names of black people of black men that have been unarmed that are dead and the list is like it's it's almost endless mm -hmm. like yeah. like the names of people who have like on when i say unarmed i mean like Alton Sterling, like Trevor Martin, I mean, like mm -hmm. different names. Anthony Bradley, like still um, Thomason, David Ellis, like mm -hmm. when I say names of people, Kendall Alexander, like of just people, when I say different circumstances, but the one thing they all have in common, they were not holding a gun. Yeah. And so let me just go back to a month ago or three weeks ago, when we put in, because they could not get their haircuts. Mm -hmm. And because they they, because they, they 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 could not go to the gym. Mm -hmm. 
it's crazy. It's crazy. So now discuss because uh, this part me I want to talk mm-hmm. to homegirl Karen mm-hmm. at Central Park. Mm-hmm. You know the thing of crying wolf is so annoying because. And I saw some people on Twitter trying to say, but you know, truly, truly now it will spoil the thing for the white women when they not, when they are really in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you forgot, like is is that your argument? But what type of people mm-hmm. have died? Because there was literally a thread I saw on Twitter where a woman really analyzed what would have happened if, if the guy have... in question, I've forgotten his name, if he did not have if he did not have the recording. Mm-hmm. Christian, yeah. And it's like they would have, they would have put him in, in jail with some ridiculous amounts for bail. And then he to to for him to that people, but yes, now I serve some sort of prison time. Mm-hmm. From there, he lose his job, lose his family, yep. and, and he will just come out just and be destroyed for no reason. Come out and just be destroyed. If you see somebody like that on the street now trying to sell drugs or whatever, now you you're not, in prison. exactly. And and guess what? Let's tie this back. Who who can we tie this story back to? Question to the class: Emmett Till. Right? <laughs> question to the class. You just said question to the class. Yeah. So because you know. When you start to link all these things to history, it becomes less crazy. And you start to think that, oh, history repeats itself. The power of the white woman victim is legendary. Because literally, literally, as fa- to the fact that you can have a child executed. And the funny part is that this woman just confessed, I think, maybe four or five years ago. Because she's, guess what? She's still alive. This demon lived until four or five years ago. When the kid, when um, Zimmerman, Zimmerman was, um, Zimmerman, he, Zimmerman was, was innocent. I mean, the, the trial, I was just like, they're, not, they're still alive to today. Yeah. And I just feel like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm literally not trying to say kill, kill police officers. That's what oh, I'm trying to say. I'm just like, losing, I'm just saying, losing your job for, for killing someone's life looks like, the, looks like the least thing they can do to you. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like that's that should not be enough. Yeah. So the, 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 oh, the, the, you somebody. Oh, you're fired. There needs to be some consequences for what you could have done to someone's yeah. life because yeah. you brought the um the, that thread up, and I want to give um another story from research that I hope you guys know. Um, there's a document. There's a docu series produced by Jay Z. It's called the Caliph Browder story. Now, Caliph Browder was a young African-American man who was accused of stealing a bag pack. School bag is what they said. Jansport is what they said this boy stole. How much is a school bag at most? Even if it's the one that has wheels on the bottom, how much is your school bag? So this boy was picked up with a group of other black boys. Um, He was taken to Rikers, right? And... This is the part where the documentary lets you know that most of the people in Rikers have actually not been convicted of anything. They are there awaiting trial because they cannot afford bail. Now, tell me why you are setting a high bail for somebody accused, quote unquote. Not proven, no. You are only accused. So they haven't even proven anything. You're setting a ridiculous bail for a young African-American boy accused of stealing a backpack. Where is the justice in that? So this boy was in Rikers as a child, very similar to Corey Wise of the Central Park Five. While in Rikers, he was beaten. Only God knows what else happened to him there. And all this in the documentary. And and eventually, he was exonerated because he didn't do anything. So after, I think he was, it was 
I think it was close to a decade or five, at least two or three. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the timeline is, but he shouldn't have been in prison for one day, is the point. He was in prison for a number of years. And when he came out, um, he moved back in with his mom. And um, one day his mom was downstairs and she says she just heard a noise upstairs. And she went upstairs and she saw her child hanging dead. He killed himself because whatever happened to him while he was in prison destroyed his mental health. And you know, one of those things was he was put in solitary confinement. If you've watched How to Get Away with Murder or Scandal or any of these shows, there are literally studies that show that when they, when they put in the shoe. is a problem. Yeah. It should be abolished. It should not be there because it messes with your health. Now imagine putting a young boy for months at a time, months in a six foot by five foot, I think, or six foot by seven foot cell for months, no light, no human interaction. What do you think will happen to that person? If you watch that documentary, you will cry until tomorrow. When I watched it, I could not stop crying because I was like, how, how, how does a country let this kind of things it's happen? Insane. It, it, it's insane. It's how, insane. how is this in your system, in your government, that people can literally be in prison awaiting trial? They've not been convicted though. They are in prison waiting to be heard in courts. How does that make sense in anybody's mind that this is something that should be allowed? And that's what would have happened to Christian Cooper. I mean, maybe not him, because he looks like he might have been able to afford bail, because luckily, you know, he went to Harvard and all these things, but he was working at Marvel. But even with all that, he was still profiled. So that shows you that all these things won't save you. Maybe you might be able to pay the bail, but who says they, they won't shoot you before you even get to the bail? So I just want people to think, right? This episode, I want you to really think. If you have to pause, if you have to write things down, I want you to really sit down and meditate and think about everything we've said. All true. You can Google every single thing I've said. Verifiable facts. There are books written on on these things, taught in schools. I learned all this in my college, in my African-American studies class, right? So... When you think of all these things, when you look at somebody looting a Target store, or you look at someone screaming at the police, or you hear someone singing, fuck the police, you do not have the full story. You don't have the range. You don't have the emotional scars that these people have. And I, don't, and I think that does not, and I think that removes you from having the right to criticize them. Because you either educate yourself and realize what they're dealing with, or you keep quiet because it frustrates me, right? If we come back to this black on black crime issue, African-Americans, there's a reason why you have the suburbs and the inner city. Black people did not just naturally say, oh, I want to live in this crime reading dangerous area. Landlords refused to sell houses and rent to black people in the suburbs. This was something that was basically law. When black soldiers came back from Vietnam, the white soldiers were given a home and a nice rosy house in the suburbs with the white picket fence. Majority of the black people were sent to the inner cities in the housing projects. Those housing projects you have now were built by the government to house black bodies in. 
that's where they lived. And if if you've ever been to a project before, you know that those places are rough. I know, I, I know, I, I know what the project was like. I, I know the yeah. projects. So that is the systematic thing. And there's this thing called um, white flights, right? And basically, what would happen is, let's say black families start moving into a suburban area, right? The white people will be advised to leave by their realtors. This is documented. And they would say, and they, they call it white flights because literally all the white people will run away. And they will say, because, oh, property values are about to go down. So yep, you need yep, to sell yep, now. Yep. Because the blacks are coming and they're going to just make everything just a mess and a ghetto. So all these white people would leave. Now, do you know what also left with them? The schools, the teachers, the education, the fire department, the, like all the amenities that were brought to this area because the white people lived there were gone. So you have black people thinking, oh, we're moving up in life, we're moving to this new neighborhood. But your children's schools have moldy textbooks. They have computers running Windows 97 in 2010. They have missing textbooks. They have all these disadvantages set up a mold. Do you know how many classrooms in New Jersey and Philly had mold in it? Mold. Mold, mold that kills people. And then in all these odds, Black people still find a way. Imagine going through mold, going through broken laptops, everything else, and then somebody coming to now kill you on the streets. Can you imagine how that feels? Imagine that, like, I even speaking about it, it makes me so annoyed. And, and even this yeah. annoyance is not even close to what I'm supposed to feel like if I was in that position. And that's why it boggles my mind, right? If you put any human being, regardless of the color of their skin, right? Because we there's a, there's a white there's a term for white people called trailer trash, the poor white people that shoot each other and stab each other and use meth, right? These are the same <laughs> these are the same situations they are in, and they react the same way. Latino people do so the same thing. Any poor community of people has high crime. They have all these things, and if you systematically refuse to give them the tools to lift themselves out of that thing. The people talk about, oh, bootstraps, you go to school. Why are the textbooks old and dirty and moldy when the budget was given for all schools in that area? But you go to the white schools, they are using MacBook. They're using e-books. And all this is documented. I have things like charter schools. Like the, the systemic things are so deep that if we talk about it, we can stay here for four hours. And you'll be hooked every second because it is such. It's like it seems like I'm I'm watching like Homeland or or, or or some spy show because it doesn't make sense why you should be allowed to do things like this to a whole group of people, right? And that's where the systematic thing comes in or the systemic racism because now you're you're you've been able to group them by where they live, where they go to school the kind of jobs they can have, those are now the limits you put on them, right? And those limits catch mostly black people. So when they say, oh, it's not about race, it's about wealth, it's about school, it is about race. Because all those boxes are ticked by one kind of person and that's a black person, right? So all these dog whistle games, Trump and people like to play. And if you're someone that, that 
likes Trump and his fans, I don't really know what to tell you because just watch, just watch their team. It's on Netflix, probably still on YouTube if it's free. Basically, um, this whole history lesson has been to let you guys draw parallels between the past and now. Because I, I want you guys to understand that many of these things we're complaining about did not start today, did not start in my generation, probably did not start in your generation, if we, even if you're older. These are things that are centuries old. Tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I'm dead. These are things that have been going on forever. And because they're so ingrained in the system, saying things like pull your pants up, pull yourself by your bootstraps, black on black crime, those things are not the solution to racism. Those things have nothing to do with somebody thinking you are lesser because of the color of your skin. When it came to Africa, we're not sagging. Okay, so I mean, so it's kind of like many of these like respectability politics and respectability they are just, arguments. I feel like I feel like sorry for sure. Like, they all ex- they all excuses just stop killing yeah. us simple. Simple. Like just stop killing us simple. Like yeah, it's not well, how I look, what I dress, like not just stop killing, stop killing. Yeah. Simple. Like I don't I don't want to hear that. I don't hear all that. I remember I can remember for the for, for the longest time. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom had had a problem with me with my beard. Like when I, when my beard started growing, she was like, "Anytime I'm about to travel, I always used to travel at the airport with zero hair on my chin, mm-hmm. just so that they will not they will not look at me anyway." I'm like, I, and I remember just hitting it. Take your time. I remember his mm-hmm. mom was like, "I didn't, I didn't really. I'm not a killer. I'm literally 16. I'm going through puberty. For God's sake, yeah. like for just stop killing me. Like I'm a human being. Simple." Doesn't you shouldn't depend on what I look like and with and she just said because I forgot we said we I'm not sure if we discussed it already. Sure. But to the so-called to the so-called allies, yeah, mm-hmm. or the people who choose is the best time for them to keep quiet. Just like you keeping quiet is also your your response. And like I get the message right and clear. You know, at the end of the day, till it happens to you, you you know when it hurts. But yeah. don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Don't be that guy. A lot of people, a lot of people. Especially even like when I see black people trying to use this oh for black or black crime or people trying mm-hmm. to make excuses mm-hmm. like making excuses especially all these oh black lives not 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 only black lives all lives matter police lives mm-hmm. matter not all policemen are evil I know mm-hmm. like they're not stupid but you cannot deny the fact that there is a problem there is police brutality especially on black people because from the data you can see the least of people's names. So at this point, you should, you should, anybody who has sense around, okay, there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Not even in 2020, but for the, for since the beginning of this whole thing, do you get what I'm, what I'm trying to say? So I'm just like, yeah. I didn't really, it's just like, I saw the analogy of somebody saying, oh, it's just like, I'm going for um, my uncle or my father's funeral. And at my father's funeral, you will not bring your own father and be like, mm-hmm. what's about oh, him? You know, forget that Michael's father is dead. What about my own father? But that's not why we are here. That's not what we are saying right now. Yeah. So right now, all lives, I know they matter. Yet, but right now, black lives are in jeopardy. You don't go to the doctor if your leg is spinning. You're not say, okay, please, oh, but I know my leg is bleeding, but forget about my leg right now. Let's talk about my teeth. That doesn't make sense. 
because right now it's your leg that is bleeding. Mm-hmm. See how we literally have to make examples as if people are, as are, people are kids. People know what they're saying. I, I, I feel like people know. People know. People have to know. So, so, so I don't really, I'm no more, I'm no more, I'm not here to be up to beg or to plead. Like, at this point in time, it's literally going to take, like, I feel literally with this death mm-hmm. and the outrage and the outpost, like, it's getting to that point where we have to speak the language they understand according to yeah. Malcolm X. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting there. I'm not, I'm not encouraging violence. I mean, I'm, I mean, I dream in Nigeria. I don't come and catch me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I have a younger brother who yeah. lives in America, who is Thank in school, you. who is literally 20. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be 20 years old by July. I can't, mm-hmm. like, go, me. I'll not be, like, not, like, I'm not even trying to say this is happening because that happens to other people who are like me. So I'm not even yeah. trying to, but I'm just like, I look at each and every one of them as just as if it's my brother. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, Go for when he's not sickness. That when we have, we are already just trying to avoid corona. Like we are literally, we are trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And you know the funny part, Michael. This guy who was killed, he survived corona. He had corona. He got healed, and a week later, he was killed by the police. Can you imagine that? Can you I, just don't, imagine? I don't want to imagine. It's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, you know, if back, you can't, I can't, I can't. Back, back to the police thing and I think this might be the last one I would debunk if you want us to, to do this again you can leave specific questions you have, I, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but um, the last yeah, thing I want I like to talk about yeah, is the case of police right? and I can't get behind that argument that the, the issue with the police right, is not necessarily there are individuals who are racist who are ego-driven, but guess what? Those individuals should be weeded out in the academy. They should not be allowed to graduate. The problem with policing is the system, a system that started as a system for catching runaway slaves, right? Not for reforming people. Now, if you're baking a cake, let's say you have a chocolate cake, you have a red velvet cake, you have a vanilla cake. Let's talk like we're on CBBs, since apparently that's what do, we have. Do you, do you understand? Do you understand? So it's like, let's say red is racism cake, black is black cake, vanilla is uh, is a white cake. All these cakes, eh, there are three different flavors. When you eat them, you experience three different things, right? But think of the police academy and the way they train them, like a baking tin. Think of it like a circular baking tin, right? If you pour a red velvet mixture in a circular baking tin, what shape is it going to take? It's a circular shape. If you pour a black a chocolate <laughs> cake mixture into a circular you, you really baking tin, this? yes, I'm doing it. So at the end of the day, right, if you, what, no matter what the mixture is, and the mixture is a metaphor for the character of the person, if, if that didn't leap, so no matter what the mixture of the cake is, if you put the cake in a circular baking tin, you're going to have a circular cake as your result. And that's the problem with the police system, that no matter how good you are, no matter how good you think you are, you're entering a circular baking tin, and the result is a circular cake. You're entering a system that was created to oppress black people, and that is the result it gives every single time because that's what it was built for. It doesn't matter whether you intend to, it doesn't matter like Amy, whether you thought that he wasn't racist, it doesn't matter whatever, or to hell with all your thoughts. 
the fact is that the system continues to produce these results because that's what it was supposed to do. Simple. That they like it, it is it is it is it is one plus one is two. So that comes back to the fact that these systems have to be abolished and they have to be changed and they have to be restructured entirely because they do not serve black people. You know, and I think that's where I will give you um, the rest of the recommendations now. And then we're going to talk briefly about sharing things on social media. So um, I already mentioned 13th, the documentary is available on Netflix. You can also watch it on YouTube for free. I don't know if it's still up there. It was there as of two weeks ago. Um, we also have the new Jim Crow. I believe it's by Michelle Alexander. I will check all the names and put everything in the link below. There was, there was one Latif said. Um, there was one Latif said on the on the live. I've forgotten the yeah, name. Yeah, um, Latif said the the house is falling. That's um, from a Nigerian perspective. perspective. Yeah. The house is shout falling. out! So shout I'll, out I'll to Yes, Latif came through with the knowledge. And then um, you also have um, Nobody by Mark Lamont Hill. Um, the, the, the book is called Nobody. Um, next one is Just Mercy. Now, this book, if there's one book from this read you, if there's one book from this list you read, actually two, New Jim Crow and Just Mercy. Now, Just Mercy, if it sounds familiar, that's because there was just a movie starring Michael B. Jordan called Just Mercy. That movie is based on this book. And the book is based on the life of Brian Stevenson. Brian Stevenson is an attorney in Philly. No, not in Philly, but he runs something called The Innocence Project. I was fortunate enough to meet him in Philly during my activism phase. And we spoke. He, he, he had a round table with some of us there and told us his work and what he was doing. This was before the book even came out. I, I think the book was just coming out. I think, I'm not sure, but I said I didn't read the book by this point. So he told us what he was doing. This project, his work is called The Innocence Project. And, they, and what they do is to overturn false convictions of people in prison, right? So amazing work, read the book, Just Mercy, um, watch 13th. Um, next, I, I also mentioned the um, documentary the Caliph Browder documentary, I believe it aired on Vice, I think. No, not Vice, it aired on, I don't know what the name of the children, but it was produced by Jay-Z. If you search Caliph Browder, and I'll put it in the comments as well, right? So I've, I've listed five things, three books and two documentaries. 13th and Caliph Browder story are the documentaries. The books are Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander and Nobody by Michael Montel. If you want more recommendations, just ask below. You can find me on Instagram everywhere and I'll be more than happy. As you can tell, I love talking about this stuff. And, you know, I, I, I just want us to be better people and um, to change this world for the better because things like this, uh, Mikey, you have to unmute. Think if you want to talk. Um, think Things like this have to stop. We can't exist in a world that is this way, you know. So please read these books. I have a whole library here. Um, I will um, make a reading list. Guys, he really has a library. If you want to do book club. Yes. <laughs> we can do book club. Let's do book club. End racism with a book club. Wouldn't that be interesting? Racism <laughs> is ended. 
and we can drink Pepsi at this book club. Um, so Pepsi for this function. last segment, I think Mikey, you can. Uh, you know that. Oh my God! Why did I mention them? Anyway, we speak it into existence. Is it the candle? Yeah. Is it candle? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing. Also, we speak it. I've seen that candle. I've seen. I've seen that candle Jenna uh, commercial with police brutality. I'm feeling like let's call candles to give yeah. the code. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even mm-hmm. have time for that. It anyway, for me. Um, I would, yeah. So I, I you're going to. So you want to talk about the um the views? Yeah. And watching so, trauma so, so, on so, Instagram. So, yeah. So so for me, yeah. At least just I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. If you notice, uh, you guys, in this today's episode, I really was like, I'm sure my input you can tell is literally like 20% and one is like 80. And it's not that I'm avoiding so it's just that with things like this, uh, I'm very not that I'm a very fragile person, but in this time, like things like this, I just I always just make sure I I want to just take care of myself first. Like you get like I don't I don't want to come here and give you one percent. I do, but I just feel like this is the limit. I feel like I can, I can talk about this. Can you hear yeah. me? All right. Yeah, so okay, anyway, um, I woke up that morning and like this was the morning of the, uh, my final of the murder because I think I don't, I can't remember how it happened in America, but all I mean is I woke up to it. Like I woke up to it. So I literally woke up and yeah. the first twelve stories. I kid you not on my Instagram. The first twelve, like I counted it one to twelve. The first tour, because I want to listen to that when you wake up, the first thing is check your phone. Um, well, dear. On Instagram. And I literally saw people with the video of this, of somebody's knee on the man's neck. Like, just as I'm saying it, as I saw it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just saw it. So I, I literally, like, I said, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is too gross on my swipes. I saw this swipe, swipe, mm-hmm. swipe, swipe, swipe. So I remember talking to my friends in the group chat and I was just like, Okay, guys, I feel like yeah, if you see somebody in this, like let's use Lagos for an example. If you're in a crowded place and you see a policeman strangling somebody, I feel like some people would like please oh, I'm not ignorant, like just hear me out, please. Okay. I feel like some people really just they will blink the policeman or they will at least do something. I understand the man has a gun, but I'm just like at the end of the day, if you literally think about it from the mathematical point of view, yeah, it's like four officers to a crowd or a multitude of people. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm, at the same time, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, uh, at the end of the day, I, I realized that it was a woman, because I, I just checked the stream as we were speaking. It was a woman who, Daniel something, something, the woman who recorded the video that went viral. But I'm just, I'm just like, at the same time, yeah, Instagram has a sensor thing where before they show you a gruesome video, they'll be like, something, some, something sensitive content. Um, do you, want to, do, do you yeah. want to proceed? So, but I feel like because it was everywhere and it was just like, I didn't, I, I don't think it's like, how do I say I don't think Instagram had the time to know what was which or which was what. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just, it showed me. So I, I really put the conversation in my group chat and I, I asked my friend, and I was like, my friends, and I was like, guys, don't you think, because I'm like, it's too much for people watching. I'm not saying for me, I'm just like, I remember, eh, if you're watching, like, if you, I remember if you're watching, like, something on E, there's always, like, for people who have um, epileptic, whatever, they always feel like this disclosure, like, oh, okay, well, yeah. this, this following has whatever, whatever, yeah? And I remember, because I'm a law student, and I also mm-hmm. remember, like, there are cases where people have sued for seeing things online and then yeah. getting, like, nervous, and they, some of them will pass out that. due to, like, like, trauma and the rest, and it can trigger some people. So I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. I feel 
for some people, obviously, I'm not saying this video should not be out, but I'm like, yes. But at the same time, I just feel like there, there's other ways for you to show support or there are other ways for you to... I'm just, like, just hear my point in this whole thing before, guys, as in, I'm sure we've, so, we've said so many good things. <laughs> but just of, I feel like some people just turn off. They will, everything they is will a turn off at this point. But I, my argument in my group chat was, I feel you don't need to post the whole video of this man losing his life to buttress your points. I feel like, as yeah. in, I'm saying on social media, do you hear me? So, like, mm. the, you already know that the video is circulating around. So people just put the picture of, like, you can only see the thumbnail of the police officer on, on the man's neck. On, on, and, and I feel like, okay, that's, that's still crazy. That's still crazy. But at least it's a picture. You, already, you know what is going to happen from seeing it. Do you get me? But people yeah. took it upon themselves to put the whole video. And so people were like, yes, it is a harsh truth, but you have to watch it because this is what is happening to people. I understand. But you know, there are hashtags. There are like different, you can put like, I'm just saying, I, I felt that it, it's too traumatic for everybody for you to force this thing, for mm-hmm. you to force the video, not this thing, sorry, for you to force the video, the particular mm-hmm. death on for everybody to watch it because i'm just like everybody i just feel like it is traumatic like you can tell people like me so now i'm not watching the full video but i know what it's about do you get what i'm trying to say so my point is because and they were and mm-hmm. and then my friends are like i'm saying rubbish i'm saying nonsense i'm like okay would you want your five-year-old if you're in america and you're in america now and you had five five-year-old black boys would you say hey five-year-old child Come and watch this video of this man dying, or would you sit him down and explain to him what's going on? You know that you cannot show a child that kind of video because that might fuck him up. But then my friends are like, man, they'll still show their child who also I'm talking, I'm talking about you. So I'm like, I no, think that's why I said, uh, uh, Mikey, yeah, as, as I was in this said group, <laughs> um, yes, that's what they said. Was not, was not as, no, it, it, it wasn't that way. It was, they said they would show their child, and this is one of the crazy things about growing up in America as a black child. It happens because you hear yes. something, there, there's there, no no there's something called the talk, right? That everybody says, "Oh, my dad gave me the talk. They gave me the talk." Black American children, I, I, and I mentioned this on the live, are seen as three to four years older than they are, meaning that if a police officer sees your twelve-year-old, he's going to think he's fifteen or sixteen when he's 12, right? Tammy Rice was killed as a young teenager. And there's the argument that can be made that you have to expose them to this early so that they can know what's up. There's also the argument that that is traumatic because I don't know if you watch Yagazier's story, our good friend Yagazier, um, she's, she, uh, she agrees with, with what you just said, 100%. And she said that she's not posting any image of that sort on her story and she doesn't think people should be using black trauma and pain for views and she doesn't like it so you're not the only one that thinks this way right and it's kind of like no one is wrong and no one is right because it's it's difficult to say that oh let's not because if we didn't have this video out action would not have been taken in this in this manner but at the same time we also have to be able to protect our space and our mental energy. And I think that's where it comes down to Instagram tries with the trigger warnings and the sensitivity warnings. But I think I didn't post the video on my story. I posted a link to a shade room post, I believe. 
and I also put a caution mark over his head on the ground because I don't want to see someone's head on the ground. So, you know, kind of like both, so you just have to, you have to just do what's best for you, like you said. And I know Kid Fury and Crystal, a, a lot of times on the read, they mention that they don't watch the news. They don't, they stay off, off social media when stuff like this happens. Fran, Dustin, many of their ways that you have to kind of steal your moments of joy away. For some people is watching Drag Race or watching a show. For me, after today, I don't think I'm going to engage with racism again the way I've been doing for the past three days because I'm exhausted. I'm going to watch something. I'm I'm going to watch Agents of Shield, and then I'm going to watch Looney Tunes, and I'm going to sleep because my 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 mind needs to be reset, right? The the trauma of seeing somebody that looks like you killed for no reason, and knowing that that could have been me, that could have. I, I have friends. Most of my friends in America still live in America till today, and they live in big cities: New York, Philly, LA, Chicago, Boston. Right, this can happen to any. I have friends in Louisiana, and I worry about them because I'm like, what if one day somebody just decides that your life is is in their hands? Ahmad Aubrey was running; he was jogging. Think of how many like the simple things that people are doing. Someone is jogging. The Bria Brianna Taylor, I believe is her name. She was asleep in her house. The police broke her door. Now, if you are sleeping in your house people of the world and somebody just breaks your door open are you not going to be defensive at 1 a.m in the morning you are woken up from sleep from by somebody breaking down your door what is you what what would your response be right and i think there's this weird thing the police has the power they have the guns they have the vest they have the cameras they have the batons they have the tasers they are in positions of power so this idea that they are scared of everything under the sun is bullshit to me and it's ridiculous and it has to stop. If you are coming into someone's apartment to arrest them for a position of power, you should not be firing eight, 10 rounds into a house. You shouldn't be doing that. It's, it is insane. Just, I mean, it, it's crazy. And the, the gag is that that house was not even the house on the warrant. So there are all these things, right? There's so many cases we, we can go on and on. If you search Black Lives Matter, if you search the names, there's literally thousands of people who have been killed by police. And it's, it's, it's weird to me when people make arguments like, oh, why they kill white people too, they kill Latino people too. Black people, slavery is over. Black people are not your workhorses. It was a black woman who started Black Lives Matter on her own. Start your own thing. If you think, if you, if you want to comment on the issue of white people being killed by, by, by cops, start building your own database. Start, start attacking that issue. Don't come and use it as a way to silence Black Lives Matter. Because it makes no sense. People say, oh, but they kill, white, they kill more white people. Is that right? Does that make it right? And do you have an issue with them killing white people? Or are you just throwing that to just divert from what we're trying to say? So, you know, it's crazy. And I, 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 I don't want to stay for another hour because, you know, I think we've given you guys yeah, a reasonable yeah. jumping points. Um, if we're doing a part two, it'll probably be with somebody <laughs> with a third person 
who can bring a different yeah. perspective. Um, at this point, I don't know what to tell any of you who have come this far and still don't get it. I mean, I I, I do know what to tell you. Go and read the books. <laughs> read have, the books and watch what I've told you. I have you no know. words. I have no words. And please educate yourself because this is something that we have to solve. Yeah. This is something that affects us all, all around the world. Anti-blackness is global. It's not only in America. It happens everywhere. And we have to address it. And it has to be dealt with. So yeah, my dear, that brings us to whew, the winding down. I feel like I, I just gave you a lecture. Okay. You like, That's good. Please buy my textbook. I did. So, so um, yeah, so um, you guys were like, as you know, to jump up what Mikey said, if you need to disconnect from social media, if you need to not open stories. I literally, I literally, see, let me tell you, I'm honest yeah. with you, yeah. I take mm-hmm. my time. I delete apps when I when I'm when I'm when I'm when I've had my feel. I log yeah. off and like that's why like I that's why I literally in this episode in this um every particular episode I literally like I took second chair and like let you just speak because I'm sure as the activist that you are you have all, like it's for me eh I rather not that I rather someone tell me but it just I I. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. I mean, everyone doesn't have I to do I everything. I, I, everyone I, doesn't have every job. People have different I responsibilities. I, I, I can't take it all at once for me. I'm very fragile yeah. in that point. Like for that, I can't take it all at once. So. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. With you or with anybody else, like everyone doesn't like we're not built the same way. There are things that Mikey can handle that I cannot handle. So dear, just I mean, it's it's just the balance of everybody coming together, doing what they can do best, and you know. Please read the books, watch the documentaries. If you read these books, you will see more recommended books as you research. You'll see more things um, that come up. So please read them. Um, if you have any questions, it's the class prefix. You can find all our information there. Um, you can tweet us as well. We're also the class prefix. We're on Facebook. On every platform, we are the class prefix. Um, you can drop us a message, send us an email, theclassprefects at gmail.com. Um, we don't have a website. Actually, we do have a website, theclassprefects.podbean.com. That's where you can listen to episodes without any player or any app or anything. Or if you have Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, everything. Rate or Stitcher, we're everywhere. We're all over. So um, thank you guys You know, for listening. If you made it this far, I really appreciate you taking an hour and a half of your time to listen to what to what we've had to say. Um, and I hope, I really sincerely hope that after this, your mind, the wheels in your mind start to turn a bit, you know, things start to make sense, things start to fall in place. And if you read all these books, I guarantee you, things will come together. Things will come together. You will understand why this is going on. There's, there's a, you know, a, Bonus recommendation, Tanahisi Coates. Um, what's the name of his book? Oh my God, I've forgotten the name of his book and I read it. Tanahisi Coates has a book. I'll put it in the comments below. It is a very popular book, not the new one. It's a, it's in a non-fiction book. Is it between no? Is it between the world and me? I think it's between the world and me. Uh, Mikey, you have to to unmute. On, on so um, yeah, these are just some recommendation yourself can meditate watch funny movies disconnect do what you need to do my dears 
And, um, you know, yeah. since we have to end on a happy note, congratulations to Megan the Stallion. Queen V. Yes, they have the number one record. Billboard 200 number one. Oh my God, we didn't have... Yes. We didn't... We didn't we didn't even have to talk about those to address cats. Those Another episode, I think. But, I mean, but, but we're talking about cancel today. culture next week. <laughs> she, bitch, she didn't escape. Cancel right. culture is like, you catch that. It's coming. Mumu. Mumu. You want to be a Mumu? I'm ready for you next week. Send me, girl. I don't oh, believe me. I can't. Anyway, we're ending on a good news, please. I'm not going to lie. You guys, Beyonce, she prevailed, please. And this is what you call an organic hit. Organic. Yeah. Yeah. Organic. It's real, like ass. Shout out to Nikki. She's yeah. the baddest in the game. <laughs> I mean, see, this is all not right, about guys. Nikki. This is no, no down with Doja. DWD. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> what wait, fuck up. Please, all right, guys. Wait thank for you the so cancel culture episode before you drag <laughs> me, please. But thank you. Yeah, we I, appreciate, at the end. Um, we I appreciate, appreciate you. I appreciate. Yeah. Thank you for all those that came on the pre-show. Um, there's no post-show. Go and sleep. Have a nice day. And we'll see you on Monday if everything goes yeah. as planned. Follow the class yeah, reflex. Follow myself. A cup of Mikey or Mikey or Shay, either or follow. No, 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 sorry, sorry. We'll see you on Wednesday, not Monday. Wednesday, we'll see you on Wednesday. Notice, notice how I didn't promise you for anything so that when you don't say anything, <laughs> you might not you blame. You just be calling, be calling this for yourself. <laughs> see, during this time, I'm starting to hold myself accountable. I'm right. having, I'm practicing inner growth. Yeah. The next the next episode will be guys. So sorry we've not spoken to you since <laughs> <laughs> the next the next I, episode will be Merry Christmas. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I'm reading a book by Shonda Rhyme. It's called The Year of Yes. And I have I this. I, I have the book. I have it and I have the journal. And I've bought that book since 2017. I've never opened and it. And you haven't read it. I think I've you should never, open it. I've, I've, I've never opened it. I have the journal. It's very helpful. So yeah, I mean, um, I will definitely see you next week. I'm making it a commitment. I'm there. All right. If you don't see me, come to my house in Naja. Okay. And find me. You're very stupid. <laughs> so uh, bye, we'll guys. see you guys next time. Thank you. Tata.